ready? Yes, you get ready. Shout out to all my tea sippers out there. We are gathered here today to sip some tea, honey. So make sure you guys have your teacups ready because you already know this tea is what? Piping hot. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good today. Honey. When I tell you, you know it's serious when I start the damn video with honey. And it's even more serious when I say this shit twice, okay? I don't even know where to start with this, okay? Everybody and their mama's been wanting me to talk about this whole thing with, uh, with Jagger Wright basically accusing Common of sexual abuse, okay? But that's not, it, it goes so deep. This situation that Jagger Wright is talking about goes so much deeper than just even common. For those of y'all who don't know, she did an hour-long live stream interview um, on Instagram. And I watched it not once but twice. I've literally spent the past two hours listening to her, taking snippets, time stamping. She goes in. She talks about everybody from a young artist named Flo Brown being possibly sexually assaulted. She can't go into details. She talks about her issues with Wu-Tang, how she had to literally date one of the members of the Wu-Tang clan just so the other members wouldn't fuck with her. And the member that she was dating was like, I don't know, like 40 years her senior or some shit. She was 19 and he was like 46. Um, she also, of course, goes in on Common. Um, I believe her and Common may have had some type of relationship at one point in time. But there is a situation where she said she woke up and basically he had his damn, you know, eggplant hitting her all over the face, trying to stick it in her mouth. Okay. On top of that, she also goes in on Talib Kweli. She also had dated him. And she says that Talib Kweli would basically, he was a peeping Tom. He'd be watching women get undressed, unbeknownst to them, in the green room. So she was just spilling so much tea was crazy. On top of that, um, her main gripe was how how Quest Love and Black Thought, they're both members of the Roots. She feels like they were not sincere in their basically in their posting of fellow member Malik B. Now you guys now if you guys don't know the other day on Instagram and on my social media, we have posted condolences to him. He had passed four days ago. And Questlove, he took to Twitter, and this is what he wrote. He says, we regretfully inform you of the passing of our beloved brother and longtime Roots member, Malik Abdul-Basit. May he be remembered for his devotion to Islam and innovation as one of the most gifted MCs of all time. We ask that you respect the family in our time of mourning. And then they also went on to perform on Jimmy Fallon tonight to pay homage to him as well. So that whole situation really pissed off Jaguar because she felt like it was very disingenuous because Malik B basically had a lot of drug issues. And she's saying that the rest of the group members in the roots turned their back on him and they weren't there for him. And they were also telling people on the streets not to look out for him as well. So it's a lot of nuances to this. Um, so let me go ahead and play you guys the first half where, where she's going off about the whole Malik B situation and how she thinks the roots are fake for how they try to, you know, portray their mourning of him. So I want you guys to go ahead and watch this really quick. Half of these shows here, my son was backstage. Uncle Amir, Uncle Tariq, Uncle Malik, 
who when my son was in them streets, Malik was the only one that reached out to him. So what I'm saying isn't, no, 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 it's not completely for Malik, but it's all for Malik. Because see, the problem is nobody knows who he is. Everybody, rest in peace, Malik B. Rest in peace, Malik B. Malik B, Malik B. But then when you go and ask somebody, who is Malik B? What do you love about Malik B? What's your favorite record by Malik B? Can't nobody tell you nothing. Now, how the hell is it that we're celebrating someone that nobody knows anything about? When he died, them niggas was only paying him $300 a week. When he died, they sitting up there on the Jimmy Fallon show getting fat. I mean, literally, all of them niggas is fat as fuck right now. Living good. And Malik and died understand. in the street. No, Malik died in the streets and they were only oh, paying wow. $300 a week. That's, a, that's, that's, that's outrage. You should be outraged by that. Let's not talk about the fact that all, all the first three, almost four albums was Malik B. They would have never made it to the Grammy if it wasn't for Malik B. Nobody acknowledged them as rappers. The only reason they were acknowledged as rappers was because Malik was the only one from the street, which is why when I came in, I brought street credibility because I'm from them streets. All right, so you guys just saw that and you guys just heard what she had to say about the situation. So she's very hurt because she knew Malik B first. He's the co-founder of The Roots. He put everything together and she feels like they basically just played him. Even near the end, he was only getting paid $300 a week. Meanwhile, Questlove and Black Thought were making all types of money. So now I want to go ahead and play you guys the part where she goes in on um, Wu-Tang and Flo, she talks about that situation. Then she also goes on to talk about Talib Kweli. And she also talks about Common. So I want you guys to listen to this. And I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. Because see, people don't know. The, I always kept Flo with me. I never left her with them alone. But that one time, I had to make an appearance somewhere else. And they said, we need Flo to come with us. Flo was never the same after that. I won't speak of the details, but them niggas had real, 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 real bad etiquette when it came to not not remembering where their bunk is on the bus. Imagine what mm -hmm. it's like to be a woman on a bus full of men, and you got to close your eyes and go to sleep, and trust that don't nobody pull back that shade in that little tune and catch you off guard. I had to go to sleep like that damn near every fucking night when I worked with Wu-Tang. And the only reason, and the only reason I didn't have that much trouble was because I happened to be fucking with one of them. See, that's the fucked up part about being a woman in this game. If you don't want to get raped, if you don't want to get fucked up or have some bad cycle, you got to get a boyfriend in the crew. I did it with Wu-Tang. I dated the 62nd assassin. That nigga was 35 years older than me. But it was the best way I could. I was 19 years old. He was 46. But he was my boyfriend, and as long as he was my boyfriend, nobody in the crew messed with me. People didn't know. I never said anything. I never talked. I don't talk about my personal life. I'm from Richard Allen. I'm from North Philly. My business is my business. I share it with who I want to share it with. No, I wasn't going to tell y'all that my ex-husband blackmailed me into marrying him because I was bisexual, and my girlfriend, I didn't want to break it off with my girlfriend. It wasn't nobody's business. My father was a minister. 
You done stole money from me. You done stole tours from me. Shit, right after I had my baby, I had a whole European tour lined up. These niggas actually told me, oh, we need you to come on the road with us and do your promotion on the road with us. Then they told the promoters that I was staying home with my family to raise my kids. And, and But said, if you can up- I remember that story. You can up I remember that story. We'll, we'll do the tour for her. Fucking pussies, they done made all that money on me. You can't even send me no funky ass flowers. And, and you know what? I love Tina. I love Tina Ferris. I do. But bitch, you need to own the fuck up. I'm holding you accountable too for being an accomplice to fucking arson. Because mm. these motherfuckers is arsonists. They done arsoned up people's lives. They done burned up people's lives and you was there doing the gaslighting. Because she was the one that did the main gaslighting with fucking Flo Brown that ran Flo Brown all the way the fuck out of fucking hip hop forever. Hmm. She was the same bitch who called my husband and told him that I was fucking with uh, Talib Kweli when we was doing the goddamn OK Player tour. Had my ex-husband fly out. We have a whole motherfucking shit. Talib running scared and shit around the damn uh, House of Blues. I'm like, why is you running? See, that's when I knew I couldn't fuck with Talib no more because you running from this nigga. I whooped this nigga ass my goddamn self. You running from him? You running from this soft ass nigga in tight pants? He's here for bitches, yo. You running from him? Oh, oh mm. I got it. Yeah, we good. We good. Fucking Talib Kweli used to come to Black Lily in New York and hide out in the green room when we were getting changed, especially me, to watch me get dressed and undressed before I got on stage and then wait for nobody to be looking to sneak out. Yeah, that nigga ran from Sam. Corny ass nigga. I've been, hold, I've been holding all this shit too. Trying to make y'all fucking crazy backpack motherfuckers look good. Fucking stupid as shit. Fucking common. Come to Black Lily. We go back to the crib in Brooklyn. We sitting there. He, he At this point in time, he was uh, obsessed with uh, hoes up and pimps down. Pimps down and hoes up, whatever that shit was. He was watching that shit all the time, looking for material to write uh, like water for chocolate. So we sitting there watching this shit, you know, and don't get me wrong. I like Connie. He was cute, but I thought he was a little clingy. He was a little too clingy for me. I moved around. Shit, I was kicking it with little X on the low, too. I was dating like three, four niggas, and I had, and I had a bitch. I was a fucking rock star. What the fuck do people expect? <laughs> what the fuck do people expect? Just see, ain't nobody ever known about my G. Because see, where I come no. from? You ain't supposed to publicize your G. Your G is only meant for the people that you share it with. Ain't nobody else supposed to know about your G. I never knew. Of course you never knew. I did a good job hiding it. You did. Wonder why I went fucking crazy. Wonder why I had a nervous breakdown as good as I did hiding it. Goddamn common. Next thing I know, we go to bed. He like, oh, come on, Jack. No, 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 I'm tired, nigga. I was on the stage all night. I want to lay down. I'm gonna lay down in the bed. I lay down with my clothes on. You know what I mean? I'm a rape survivor. I know how to um I know how to buy myself a little time. You know what I mean? Just in case a nigga try to get out of hand, you gotta pull my pants down. By the time you get my pants down, I promise you I'm hooking off in your jaw. That's how I grew up. Mm. That's how I grew up. The next thing uh, I wake up is morning. Uh I feel something poking in my face and shit, right? And it's just poking in my face. Poking in my and I'm what the fuck? And I'm like, and I open my mouth. This nigga trying to stick his dick in my mouth while I'm asleep. Lonnie fucking Lynn, Rashid, Common, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. That's why I stopped fucking with him. 
Because, nigga, if you want to try to stick your dick in my mouth while I'm asleep, there ain't nothing you won't do. I don't even know why he's running around here, parading around here with all these public relation relationships that don't never seem to last. When the last time he, had, he actually had a real bitch? You was with Serena. That didn't work out. You was with whoever and whoever. You you always got, you know, whoever's hot dating you, but you, that, the shit don't last long. He ain't been right since fucking Lauren Hill left him anyway. Mm. Then he got with Erica after I, after I fucking spurned him. He hated my ex-husband for I don't know how long. No matter where we bumped into each other, he wouldn't even look my ex-husband in the face. He would talk to everybody totally. Real bitch shit. Let's keep it a bean. Real bitch shit. This is piping hot, girl. With Erica. And then Erica was jealous as fuck of me. That song Booty on that second album, that, was, that shit was about me. She made that shit up at Black Lily in New York. That your booty may be bigger, but I sure can steal your nigga, but I don't want him. Bitch, you can't steal shit from me. And what you need to be worried about is how you going to convince Andre uh, 3000 to come back to you finally because you've been running around here acting like a groupie for all these years. I ain't never met a bitch that got a record deal to become a hip-hop baby mom. I've never met nobody that done that. Every baby you got by a different fucking rapper. I know bitches who have babies by niggas to get on, but I never heard about bitches getting on just to be um um a statistic. Never heard about that. Never knew about that. And then she ran his ass for filth, running around with M1, had this nigga looking like a whole fucking clown. He's sitting there wearing all these weird ass clothes. We <laughs> all look at him like, what the fuck is you doing? What all this Trump shake shit you got going on? Fuck is wrong with you, Lonnie? Fuck wrong with you, Rashid? Well, you know, we, we on a different vibe. And then, yeah, she was on a whole nother fucking vibe with M1. And the baby wasn't even M1. It was DOC, baby, down here in, in Dallas. Puma, Puma Daddy Dallas. Um, Puma um, Daddy named uh, DOC. And she was pregnant with Puma while she was so-called still with Common. So all yeah, these this ass motherfuckers, all these fake-ass neo-soul bitches, this shit was bullshit. It was all bullshit. It was all a fucking lie. There were very few of us that was real. I was one of them. My cousin was one of them. Kendrick family. So, flow tree for the most part. What about music, soul child? I mean, I don't know. He was, he was just doing an um a interview on a mere podcast. So, I don't want to speak for his life. You know what I mean? I don't want to speak for his life. I mean, if he was stupid enough to let a mere interview him, then I, get, I don't know. Fuck would you let um, that, that asexual motherfucker interview you for? He ain't even got no goddamn life. Fuck you asking you about yours. Is he looking for um credit or some material to get a life? I don't know. I don't know anybody that's seen that man's penis. All the fucking that went on in the roots camp. All that sex, all of the women, all of the get you drunk and oops, you didn't know we was fuckings. All of that shit. I don't know anybody that's ever seen Questlove or uh, uh, Amir uh, Thompson's penis. I don't know nobody. Oh, wow. So you guys just heard her going in. On top of that, yes, she did drag Erica Badu. And she also drags Jill Scott. Okay. You guys heard a little bit what she had to say about Erica Badu. I had no idea that, you know, she really didn't know who the baby daddy was until the baby was born. I mean, that was just a bunch of tea that, you know, I wasn't damn ready for. Okay. So... On top of that, near the end of the video, she starts going in on Jill. She says Jill Scott is fake. She's a hoe. Um, she sleeps with everybody's man. 
And that also Jill Scott basically stole her swag, you know, just stole her whole style trying to be her. She's not mincing her words. She's straight up coming for the entire neo-soul community besides Music Soul Child. She seems to have an affinity for him and doesn't really have anything bad to say about him. So y'all go ahead and check this out. I got some gangster for y'all niggas. Fuck you. Fuck you twice in the ass. And all your fucking stupid wives, y'all need to go and get tested. Go and get tested because I can tell you uh, many a times on that tour bus, niggas didn't use condoms. I can tell you that. How's George Clinton's granddaughter doing? Nigga, I will drop all y'all tapes. I will make you look like the bitches you are. Somebody need to ask him all about the time he cheated on his wife with George Clinton's granddaughter. Mm. I hope all these neo soul wannabe bitches listen so they can learn and they can start making some because the shit they got going on out here is tired as fuck. I've been sitting back for 15 years. I've been watching for 15. I told them hoes. I told them hoes, especially Jill. And yes, Jill Scott, I'm calling you a hoe because you are. Wretched bitch. I can't stand you either. You ain't post shit for Malik either. You ain't post shit. Once you talked about the cleaning up the throw up, you talking about you cleaned up. Ain't post nothing for Malik. She on some producer's live the other morning. I chased her ass off that motherfucking live. I said, bitch, you better get the fuck off me and go post something for Malik. You were okay. That's what I understand. I understand you made about Malik, but I think I was more hurt to know that they didn't reach out about your son. Child, that's my baby. I don't need to. Just like I don't need to brag about, you know, Jill Scott and her failed fucking attempts at trying to be me. Whack ass hoe. Who the fuck gets rich and then goes and hires all of their friends' ex boyfriends so they can fuck them? Who does that? That's why it was so funny when people started talking about how Jill was. Oh, Jill's acting funny. No, Jill ain't acting funny. Jill being Jill. See, she couldn't. She couldn't done that at twenty third and Lehigh because bitches would have fucked her up. You can't do all that fly shit in the hood and think you, you can't just run around fucking everybody, man, and think ain't nobody going to catch you and fuck you up. I'm for Richard Allen. All right. So you guys just heard what all she had to say. So this entire situation is crazy, but it gets a lot crazier. Now, if you guys don't know, as of, I want to say an hour ago, she went live again. And this time she's going off. Um, she's saying that she's being threatened by Quest Love. Um, people are, they're unfollowing her, blocking her. They're trying to ask her, well, how much money do you want for all this? Why are you doing this? And she goes on to talk even further about the flow situation, but she can't go into detail, but she hints that flow was a 24 year old artist and she was a virgin. And when she left her to go perform, she was, you know, the R word happened to her. So I want you guys to go ahead and watch this snippet, and I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. I, I got to keep my sanity. Keep push. I've been getting threats. I've been having people, like, warning me, telling me, yo, you saying too much, you doing too much. Why are you telling the truth? I had somebody call me and say, why, why are they going after Common? Somebody just said to me, somebody called me up and said to me, yeah, you spent three hours on the roots. And now they going in on comment. Is it because he has an Oscar? I'm like, what you, what's the Oscar got to do with it? I don't get no fuck about no Oscar. I don't get no fuck about his Oscar. That's, that's that man's achievement. That ain't got nothing to do with him being a, I'm going to stick your dick in, 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 I'm going to stick my dick in your mouth while you sleeping kind of dude. That has nothing to do with the Oscar. 
That shit happened long before the Oscar. I don't know. I don't know why they picking common. I'm not making nobody do nothing. Stop calling me, y'all. Stop calling me with this bullshit. Y'all niggas know me. Y'all niggas know me. See, the world didn't know me. But I was never thirsty for the world. I, I thank everybody that's following me. I appreciate everything that you're saying. I just had to get off social media because I was reading stuff and it just, I was crying. I was bawling like, yo, man, I, be, I became an alcoholic fucking around with them niggas. That's why I became an alcoholic. That's why I was popping fucking perks and drinking vodka martinis, yo, at the pond. That's why. Them, them niggas were so fucked off. That I had to drink and do pills just to numb my mind so I could do the work. When the girl told me I seen you on the bus and you died off when I got on, she said, I wish you had come back. I was wishing for you to come back because they did me dirty on that bus. That shit is in my inbox, yo. You know how fucking responsible I feel for all the women that I let get hurt? Because I didn't say nothing. When they came for fucking Flo Brown, and what? The one time I wasn't around, because I always protected my girls, yo. Because I know how grimy these niggas is. I know how thirsty they are. And I know nobody's going to say nothing or do nothing. Because as long as you're making people money, you should do whatever the fuck you want. Look at, look at R. Kelly. Look at fucking R. Kelly. The Roots was around when that nigga was in the A room, sending his motherfucking uh, driver off to go get girls. From, um, from, uh, what, what was the middle school? What was that? I know they picked up girls from Martin Luther King. They picked up girls from Gratz. And they picked up girls from, oh, what was the damn junior high? No, they picked up girls from BAC, from, um, from the bad girls school up, up Allegheny. They brought them to the studio. They brought them to Larry Gold's studio. Everybody knew what the fuck was going on in that room. And I was told to mind my motherfucking business if I wanted to keep my career. A member of the Roots told me that that ain't none of your business. That man makes that man makes people millionaires. You fucking thirsty bitches. I'ma tell y'all why I never stunned on this music shit for real. Because see, why would I sweat a dollar when I know how to get a dollar? I've always known how to get a dollar. I've been getting dollars since I was 10 years old. When these niggas was sitting around trying to figure out whether or not they was going to cornrow their hair and fucking hit on trash cans on fucking South Street. A bitch was in them streets getting that fucking money. My niggas know me. The real niggas in Philly know me. Y'all know me. Y'all know me from the streets. Baby J. Y'all know me. J-Rock from Richard Allen. Y'all niggas fucking know me, yo. Who the fuck y'all playing? Y'all fucking punk lame ass bitches. You want to fucking call me and threaten me? You want to send people that's supposed to be my friend to warn me? Nigga, step to me, yo. Niggas know me. You know how many bitches I fucking snapped up in new alternatives? You know, let's, them niggas at the fucking at studio. At studio on Broad and Erie. Me and my cousins was regulars up in there. Me, Sonny, Muff, Norny, Quinn. Shit, even Charmaine, even fucking Devo, yo. Niggas knew us in them streets. I ran the party scene. I ran the party scene, yo. I was the party. I called myself the good time girl. You're welcome, Tina Ferris, for jacking my motherfucking swag. Bitch, you fucking owe me money for your motherfucking company name. That was my name. I told you you could run with it because all I had was dirt attached to it. That's why I let you use my persona. All y'all niggas are so fucking fake. Sucking on the tit of my motherfucking swag for years, yo. 
you fucking corny lame bitches. I made you. For real, for real. Could unplug the going down the way it went down without me? Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a bean. Do y'all think unplug would have went down the way it went down without me? All these bitches is whack. They've been whack. Erica Badu is real, real whack. Me and you were pissed yesterday. I'm talking to right. the fucking farmers who want to sit here and call and threaten a woman. Now they want to talk on my dead son? Now they want to talk on my dead These niggas been sending me threats, yo. These niggas, these pussy ass motherfuckers been sending me threats. And I'm telling you, I'm ready. I'm telling this ain't what you want. I promise you, motherfucker, this ain't what you want. See, that's what I've been trying to tell people. Like, this is the reason why people be silent. Because when they do speak their truth, they got people calling me, asking me, oh, so what do you, what's your end game with this? What do you want to do with this? Well, uh, how much money are you looking to make? I don't want no money. I don't want no money. Well, how are you going to make, how are you going to make money in music after this? Because you're going to be blackballed. Nigga, I've been blackballed. Exactly. That was the whole problem. Can you be more blackballed than blackballed? <laughs> How can you threaten me with something you already done? Slow guy to be in that interview for the story to be intact. Because whatever happened to her, me and her was separated. See, I never let Slow go on a road trip with them niggas without me. Because right. I knew what they were capable of. I knew how they like to play. Uh, oh, this is your bunk in the middle of the fucking night. You know what I'm saying? You sitting there sleeping in this motherfucking tomb, tight as a hoe, trying to get some sleep, and you ain't got nothing to guard you but a fucking uh, a, a little, a little, a little curtain sheet, shit. Anybody can climb up on your shit in the middle of the night, and if you sleep heavy, you gonna catch a bad one. If you sleep heavy, you know that's why I always slept on the bottom bunk. See, no, nobody ever knew why I slept. I always, I tell everybody, don't you take that fucking bottom bunk. I'm going to tell you, this This is the safety of the bottom bunk, women. This, this, this is this is how to survive a rap tour 101. Take the bottom bunk. Preferably the bunks close to the front. So just in case you got to run out, you can get to the driver and be like, yo, pull over these niggas is fucking with me. That first bunk on the floor when you first walk in the door that is the best fucking bunk because you can hear who's coming in you can hear who's going out if you was not a person that got that that got swift eyes they got street eyes you'll see shoes so you'll be able to identify who it is that's walking past your bunk or who's stopping in front of your bunk this what i don't get why everybody let me finish, everybody, let, me finish. Like, let me finish, okay. let me finish. That's number one. You can be a watcher on that bottom bunk. Now, these are the upsides. If them niggas is running a train on a bitch right there in the middle, all you can see is the ankles. You ain't got to see none of that nasty shit. Them niggas fucked up my lottery tickets. I don't know how many goddamn times. All that fucking ass I had to see. Fucking up my money. I couldn't play no numbers. All I saw was naked ass all the time. That's why I had to be on the bottom. So when I woke up, all I had to see was ankles. You know what I'm saying? That's why I couldn't wait to go solo so I could get my own bus, so I could get a good night's fucking sleep after work. Like, you got to go through all of that shit, stage, meet and greet, all of this, sign an autograph, and you got to go this, and you got to go that, boom, 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 and, 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 then you, and then you finally, you finally ain't got to talk to nobody. You finally ain't got to see nobody. You finally can get on your fucking bus, and when you walk on your bus, it's a bunch of fucking 
deranged frat boys running trains on fucking, you know what I mean? Desperate ass bitches, man. I mean, these bitches be, these bitches don't be fly. So all of y'all girls that think being a groupie is dope, it really isn't. It really is demeaning work. Like, it's demeaning work. I've seen niggas put bitches on buses, stop at the rest stop, and leave their asses there three fucking hundred miles away from home with no money, with their pocketbook still on the bus and say, oh, I'll put this shit in the mail. Like, these niggas was fucking treacherous, y'all. Well, the thing is, what you're saying is it's not new. Like, everybody done heard the story, so they coming at you, then they done pull a fucking snippet of your life, missing your whole, missing your whole point. Missing your whole point. Like, they making it about her, it's not about coming. Which And what you're saying is, it's nothing new. You're not listen, lying. Listen, listen to me. I didn't, like, like, like the person said when they called me, because the person called me and said, you spent three hours going in on the roof. And you and you and you you mentioned common for a second, and that was all on common. That's not my fault. That's karma. Right. Okay. So you guys just heard everything that Jaguar Wright has to say. So this entire situation is crazy. It's messy, and you know it's so much information. I'm trying to digest it and figure it out. I feel like she's speaking a lot of truth. But I also feel like there's an underlying anger there. And maybe she's upset because, you know, she was popping when she came out in 2002. She did Unplug with Jay-Z. She was starting to get a buzz for herself. You know, she was up there at one point in time with the Erica Badu. And since then, you know, we haven't really seen her like that. You know, she still performs, but her name does not ring bells like a Jill Scott or Erica Badu, you know, especially in that whole Neo Soul category. And she came out right when that was popping, that entire scene. And it was like all these Neo Soul artists, they all came from Philly. You know, we had Jilly from Philly. We had um, Music Soul Child. You had The Roots. It was so many artists at that time. Um, You also had Floetry. They were out there um in that landscape as well and then you had jaguar right um at this time common has not said anything but i do find it very funny that once these allegations went viral late last night funny enough this morning tiffany haddish runs to steve-o's podcast to announce to the world that yes she's not only dating common but she's also fucking him but she's not telling us nothing that we don't know. We've been known they was at least fucking. But y'all go ahead and check out this interview that Tiffany Haddish did. And I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. Sponsorship deal, like you're actually doing it with Common. Yeah. I'm I doing it. it with Common now. Yeah. <laughs> you mean doing it with Common? Like yeah. sex or like getting on Bumble together and promoting it? Nah, they're, All they're, of it. They're, they're doing it and they're doing it. And that's how you met Common on, on Bumble? No, I met Common when I was shooting my movie, uh, uh, The Kitchen. He was in it. And, like, he was, I guess, kind of like my love interest. Uh, <clears throat> I made out with him in the movie. And it, we became friends, but it wasn't, like, anything sexual or anything like that. Because I just wasn't really, I wasn't, my eyes were set on something else. And um, then I went into this whole period of, like, yeah, I want to start dating. So I got on, I got on Bumble, like, May last year and was like, you know, hanging out with guys in New York while I was out there and hanging out in L.A. And um, I just realized, like, yeah, this is this is kind of fun. And then Bumble approached me about and I had been talking to Common and hanging out like he comes to play spades with me and my friends and stuff. And then I mentioned it to him and he's like and at this point, our friendship was getting a little more than friendship but not quite because 
He was texting COVID you after happened. 10. And <laughs> we were like quarantined. So then it was like we're FaceTiming all the time. And then I'm like, well, you should check out Bumble. Why don't we do this on Bumble? And like we can do st- charity, you know, do stuff for the, um, you know, the frontline workers and and um, kids, too. So, yeah. So we got that money and then we made like all these donations and it was really cool. And then and then he got tested for everything. I got tested for everything. And, yeah, we've been fighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I feel I, like it's a, it's weird to see a celebrity on. But like if I was swiping around, like, is that? Tiffany, you almost think it's fake. Like, I was like, this isn't real. It's not really you. And I'm like, what I love about Bumble is you. All right, so you guys just saw what Tiffany Haddish had to say. So, like I said, it's very interesting that the same day that her man is being accused of sexual assault, she comes out, you know, with the cape to say that basically that's her man and they're in a relationship and everything else. You know, I don't want to accuse somebody of something, you know, until there's more information, more evidence. But her story is very compelling. You know, I do feel like she's being very honest about a lot of things. And this is why, once again, we shouldn't put any of these celebrities on a pedestal. Sometimes people put on a particular persona like they're so woke and they're so, you know, queen mother earth and queen father, you know, God, whatever they want to call themselves. And at the end of the day, a lot of these artists are no different than these ratchet ass rappers who rap about drugs and sex. You know, there's a lot of misogyny, period, in the industry, not just in the rap game. Game, you know, like they love to promote, but also an R&B, also obviously in Neo Soul. I mean, I wasn't ready for all this dirty ass Neo Soul tea, honey. You couldn't have told me I'd have woke up this morning and, you know, watch this interview twice. I mean, it was just so insane. And shout out to the interviewer. She was funny and her expressions. She was just as shocked as I was listening to this. So the interviewer, she definitely did her thing. It was so funny just watching her like her shocked faces. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see how all this plays out. I also believe that Jag is still mourning. Um, She also went on to speak about her older son being murdered. And um, she's really dealing with that as well. And the only person who reached out to her was Malik B. She said that um, Questlove claimed he was going to do something with her and she never heard back from him. So I believe that that is also playing a part in why she's so upset and why she's spilling all the tea. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. Um, so let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. Let me know what you guys think. These are just bits and pieces. These are the highlights of everything. If you want to, go to her Instagram page and you watch the full hour. But these were the highlights that you know I came up with. So what do you guys think about this? Do you, do you believe that Common is possibly guilty of this? Or do you feel like, you know, maybe she's just upset or bitter? You know, because some people are saying that as well. How do you feel about the tea that she spilled on Talib Kweli, Questlove? Um, how do you feel about her dragging the hell out of Erica Badu and Jill Scott? I mean, she literally drugged the whole neo-soul community. Like, when I tell you she's tired, she is fed up with all this shit that she went through. So let me know your thoughts on everything. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the like button. And last but not least, make sure you hit that notification bell so that we can be down with the notification squad. So let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. All right. Deuces.